0: within your limits do something you're passionate about and go with that i know it's very easy to be like ah, i'm shy it's going to be so cringe you know like just just do it like you're only on this earth once enjoy yourself do what you love all right why are you here in the first place if you don't want to do what you love <laughs>
1: Hello, welcome everyone to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising Black, Indigenous, and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Raymond
2: Dozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamura-Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guest this week is Casey Villarba. She's a Latino American artist working as a freelance animator. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself?
0: Hello, I am a 2D animator, a storyboard artist, storyboard revisionist based on the East Coast. I am currently to 2D animator freelancing for Studio Yoda.
2: Perfect. Sweet, sweet. So before we get more into your story, the way we like to start off on Straight Ahead is by playing a little game called In Between. We're going to give you two similar choices and then you have to choose in between the two of them and let us know why. Okay.
1: Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. First question.
2: Would you rather spend your summer with the kids from Phineas and Ferb or with the kids... From Ed, Ed, and Eddie.
0: Hmm, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I know they'll try to <gasps> oh, scam yeah? me. Okay, I know they'll try to like, you know, put the hood over my eyes. <laughs> but I don't know, man.
1: But here's the thing, though: you could be a scammer with them. You don't have that's to be true. the one getting scammed.
0: That's yes. true. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to pick them. I I like the cut of their jib. Uh, I like the edge. <laughs> I do like the edge. I think with the other guys, Denise and Ferb, they're good boys, and that's kind of boring. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. They are They are very good boys, and it is sort of like, that's the end of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with the Eds, anything can happen, you know?
1: <laughs> okay, what, what color would your tongue be if you were in Ed and, Ed and Eddy?
0: I would want it to be Purple. I don't know Ooh. why. That's the first thing that came to mind. I wanted to be purple.
1: <laughs> I like that. See, I would have to disagree. I feel like maybe Phineas and Ferb themselves might not be the most interesting, but like the shit they do is not boring. like, I would it's have true. a fun day. That's true. Uh, I would have a fun day seeing what other crazy shenanigans they're building, whether they're trying to like build the world's tallest roller coaster or try to make it snow in the summer or just try to like, what else do they do? Make a... Uh, a hit song. I don't know. Are superheroes? <laughs> I think they do that once. I was like, I don't know. Like, whatever Finis and in Forever Up to, I just want to be there and see what cool thing they're making next. I just, uh, I'm just, i just along for the ride. I think yeah. that Ed, Ed and Eddie kids are really fun, and I think they're cool as well. But, like, either if I had to choose between trying to help with the scheme that ultimately always fails, or try to do something fun, like mm-hmm. um, some crazy adventure concoction that it for Meg. I think I'm gonna side with that.
0: That's mm. a good answer. <laughs> <You're> in <laughs> for a good time. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. True. How about you, Yuki?
2: I mean, I feel like aside from like either of them, like I would have a great time hanging out with either of them. But the thing that does it for me is that at the end of every Phineas and Ferb episode, everything that they make just goes away, <laughs> so they don't have to clean it up. It just, it just, you know, gets picked up, flies away, falls into a hole, like. Gets washed away or whatever, like melts, whatever it is. Because Candace is like, Mom, check this out. They're doing something. And then it just goes away and they don't have to clean it up. They don't have to deal with that after they're done.
0: (laughs) That's so true. The eggs just make garbage.
2: Uh, Yeah, they just make a bunch of garbage. And I I assume they have to like bring it somewhere even after they fail, right? Yeah, that's true. It's the cleanup for me, man. Yeah.
1: Also, I like how Candace never figured out how to use the camera on her phone. (laughs) Yeah. She just never learned how to video record.
0: Like like every person who's seen an alien. Hey, man, there's a lot of
2: things in our life that's like plot holes. Like, everybody's so dumb, even though you have the power of the internet at your fingertips. Like, people are just constantly like... (laughs) like that's the biggest plot hole of our our current existence yeah
1: oh man okay next question would you rather be a burnish from promare or a magical girl from madoka magica
0: both are bad options (laughs) (laughs) oh man i guess a burnish because even though my soul is constantly on fire being a magical girl is just constant despair it's <laughs> so much despair right
1: what, what a juxtaposition for a magical girl
0: like the moment you make a deal that's just that's over for you man it's over sure your your soul is constantly burning but isn't that just our bodies anyway it's running off on fuel until it runs out
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah So yeah burnish
1: i i would also side with burnish i think uh <laughs> especially like the ones that make cool like motorcycles and like yeah! out of their fire like that is dope even though you're viewed as a second class citizen or like people don't want you around just because you're different that what sucks else is new? That's, oh yeah yeah Casey <laughs> K- 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 and I are both brown so <laughs> <But> <laughs> Uh, damn America. but you're right <laughs> i mean you're not wrong
0: yeah they can make anything out of the flames <laughs> it's a better yeah, deal. Exactly.
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah, so, that's I, true I, I like that i like that actually explain to me more about the magicka girl like contract process because i know of it but like i i've never watched madoka Magica. like what's the how does that happen
0: so basically you have a wish you can wish for anything you want in the world mm-hmm. and the little mascot Bay is like okay dope Uh, I'll take your soul and put it into this little gem and uh, you're a magical girl now. Congrats. And you're basically like, that's your soul. Your soul is in this little gem that you can hold and your body is just an empty husk. Oh. And you are now just forever in debt to fight witches and you can die at any point. It's like, is the wish worth giving up your whole life for?
1: You get your wish first?
0: Yeah. Like, immediately.
1: Uh. Okay.
0: And some people have a really... Like, they don't tell you. He doesn't tell you that that's what happens. Uh. <laughs> and you might not like it when you find out that you are an empty husk who can never grow up or die, naturally.
1: Oh, shit.
2: So whatever age you're, you're stuck.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, Usually damn. it's,
2: uh like, 11-year-old girls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because
2: they have the most... it it was like it's because they have the most like emotional like turbulence or something like that it has to do with like they're taking their emotions and turning that into actual actual energy that can fuel the universe so like what cube is trying to do is like fight entropy which is like the heat death of the universe by taking emotions and making that like actual energy they can harvest uh it's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> it's great. Yeah. We don't agree with that. We don't agree with that. Clearly, little <laughs> girls aren't the only ones who are emotional. Clearly.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Then, yeah, I'm sticking with Burnish then. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you,
2: Yuki? <laughs> I mean, controversial opinion. What if I became a magical girl and then died and became a witch? I that, don't know.
0: That would be that would be dope. I'm not going to lie. Isn't it pretty
2: dope, though? <laughs>
0: that would be so fucking cool.
2: Spoilers, but I really liked the movie where, like, one of the more powerful... So, like, at the end of season one, there's a very powerful magical girl. And in the movie, you find out that she has actually turned into a witch. Um, mm. But, like, she doesn't know it. So she's, like, running around trying to solve this mystery. And then she finds out that, oh, no, I've actually become, like... A really cool abstract concepts of like a witch, yeah, of falling into despair and stuff. Um, I don't know, I just think that would be neat. It would be <laughs> go out You're with right. a
0: bang. <laughs> that is really cool. Stop, stop answering in ways that I, makes me want to change.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the burnish are extremely cool. The only thing yeah. I regret about, or regret didn't like about Promare is that they introduced like very cool like the the suits that like Leo and the rest of like his gang like show up in yeah extremely cool only there for like two minutes they
0: are they are and then
1: we, ne- we never see it again
0: yeah never see it, again. it again. again so they came they served they left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for playing in between with us.
0: <laughs> Thanks. All right. Bye. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yep, that was it. Okay. See ya. <laughs> see ya. That was fun. Thank you.
1: All right, no worries. We had a lot of fun, too. <laughs> and if you want to hear the extended version of the in between question segment and find out what else we asked Casey, be sure to subscribe and support us on Kofi. You can find us at ko fi.com forward slash straight ahead AP. And if this is your first time tuning in, please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Straight Ahead to stay up to date whenever we upload a new episode. Thank you so much, Casey, for being on the podcast. We're so excited to have you on.
0: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. I'm so excited to hear more about your story. And to start off, could you tell us how you first got your start working in the animation industry?
0: Okay, so the school I went to, SVA, they have you make a film each year you're attending. Mm-hmm. And for the final year, your thesis film is broadcasted into a, a show, a show to showcase everyone else's film. Mm-hmm. It was called the Dusties when I attended. Mm-hmm. And with that, like industry professionals would usually attend and watch and you know like scope things out uh, two to three months after i graduated i get a call from someone from ogden studios being like we saw the film we mm-hmm. got your contact info we would like to see if you could come in for an interview and i'm like oh my god dope <laughs> that's-, that's awesome <laughs> and yeah i went to the interview everything went well and i was an assistant animator on the jellies for adult swim oh
1: that's really awesome uh can you tell us a bit more about kind of what were your responsibilities as like an assistant animator especially because i feel like being an assistant animator not only is that a great like entry-level job or entry-level position for someone who's kind of like starting out but like yeah how was that experience for you as your first role
0: uh it's pretty dope it was like work that wasn't too heavy but it was a good starting point the jellies is a flash animated show which is puppeted but there are some instances where there needs like hand-drawn or like in-betweens for certain movements Mm -hmm. and that was up to me so it was a great starting point for someone who was just starting off but didn't want to be overwhelmed with like you know like full-on animation or full-on storyboard you know
1: yeah i'm curious more so like were you just gonna give in smaller scenes or like did an animator take a first pass like hey i did the big chunk of the work can you just help me flesh out these hands and yes. like, that's what they would sending. okay that okay cool 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 mm-hmm. no yeah that sounds that sounds good that sounds that sounds great i feel like a first entry-level job and kind of getting uh your feet wet and like learning more about the industry pipeline i think that that sounds like a very like nice nice beginner role
0: yes definitely do not be afraid to take on smaller roles or be like i want to do storyboard now like no you gotta Got to work your way up to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
1: So another thing I'm kind of really curious about, one of the things you also did was work on Our Cartoon President. So you were an animator and a storyboard artist for Our Cartoon President. Were you doing both roles simultaneously? Or mm-hmm. did you start off as one position and then later transition into the other one? Like, how was that?
0: I started off one after the other. What okay. happened was after the jellies, I was called on to do that for a season two. Mm-hmm. And then that ended... I took another position. 2020 happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got a callback to work on season three. That's when I started the storyboard um, position.
1: Okay, so you originally started off as an animator then? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, nice. How was, like, the difference between, like, animating on Archive Present versus doing the storyboards? Like, as an animator, did you, like, have kind of, like, greater insight for, like, oh, what details and information you should be putting in your boards for when it gets passed on to animation?
0: uh sort of like it's it's different for each production but the method of the madness is sort of the same like the cleanup for animation for the jellies was pretty similar to our cartoon president i was filling in for blanks that that puppeting couldn't do Mm -hmm. so i was just like okay i was just filling in and the storyboard was pretty new because that was my first time doing any storyboard work in the industry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was pretty pretty easy because The show itself is, like, a sitcom, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really need to know any, like, advanced technical camera movements or staging. Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay, uh, pretty, two characters there, two characters here, close up, boom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't too hard to, like, evolve into that.
2: Mm. Did you not do any um, storyboarding at SBA?
0: Oh, of course, of course. Um, Oh, okay. Each year, like, when they have you do a film, you you do everything yourself. You do storyboard Mm, yourself. You do animation, clean up everything yourself unless you, you know, have other people help you. But I didn't. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay, okay. So yeah, you you were familiar with boarding then. Yeah. Kind of diving deeper into that. Like the thing I'm kind of curious about is that in your kind of current animation journey, you have shifted from like animating for like Nick Jr.'s Interactive Studios and then CBS's Our Cartoon President to doing like Storyboard revisions on Gremlin Secret of the Mogwai and on the Animaniacs. Like, how do you feel like your work as a story artist informs the animation work that you do? And vice versa. Like being able to kind of dabble on both, like, do you kind of asking the same question again? Like, did it kind of give you greater insight? Do you feel like you know the pains of being an animator mm-hmm. and like what boards should have more of? Or do you feel like, oh, now that I have better understanding of animation, I like, oh, this is gonna help my boards in this way? Like, how has that benefited you or has it at all?
0: I feel like now knowing both sides of the process, it makes me more mindful for storyboard work. Like, I now know what to do to not make the animators want to kill me, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, clearer staging, simpler movements. Like, mm-hmm. TV, is, TV has a budget and a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know not to do anything unnecessary to the production. Like... Um, you're not going to put in like a horse scene, <laughs> ta- like 10 horse scenes in a shot when it doesn't need to be. Like I was on this one production where it was horses riding in the desert. And I learned there that you can cut out the work by just moving the camera up and hiding the horse's light, mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's less hassle for the animators, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I know now, like, okay, make this economical, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I got from it.
1: The follow up I was going to ask, like, how has storyboarding kind of influenced your work as an animator?
0: Oh, yeah. Like the same thing. It's, it's kind of hard because honestly, I've kind of like just been used to doing both. And I know how to just like, OK, switch on and off mm-hmm. and yeah, basically do things in a way that's easier for the animation process
1: okay that's fair yeah the thing i'm also kind of like really curious about is uh the nick jr's interactive studios like what exactly were you doing like how was it like traditional like breaking animation or was it a different style of animation because i hear the word interactive and i'm thinking it's like (laughs) different
0: it's basically uh for nick jr like their websites or commercials i would animate in toon boom like Blues Clues characters or Peppa Pig characters doing something, Mm -hmm. so they can just slap onto any advertisement or yeah, anything on their site or TV commercial.
1: Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So just basically making reusable assets that they can just yes. Okay,
0: perfect, absolutely. Uh Uh Nice. I'm haunted by baby shark. (laughs) 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 Oh no! It's because the rigs they had were not optimized whatsoever so having to work with them in after effects it would like load for 10 minutes at a time uh terrible <laughs> optimize your work guys uh,
1: oh no that's funny mm. to me that's funny because yeah considering they had to work with all these different characters i'm assuming you got to see yeah the, how the different rigs and controls and like oh this character was a lot more easier this character is a lot harder like Mm-hmm. What what's up with the controls for this character.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Okay, which character was the easiest?
0: Uh, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> She's just a Good. few lines. She's not very detailed. <laughs> it's, it's It was dope working with her. <laughs> I'm uh, a big fan. She's so great in person, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, when you get to finally meet the cartoons and then walking around the studio. <laughs> 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 we have that sort of similar experience of like, when i've worked on a production before people will just like take the rigs and then be like okay mess around with it on their end and then save a local file and be like this is now my version of this rig oh my god yeah (laughs) and and put it back into like the Toon boom file and it's funny because i was working on a production where like a senior artist a senior animator had keyed something and i was like oh great like doing all the in-betweens and whatever and then uh, I got a scene with that same character and they're like, key this, please. And I was like, great. And then I was like trying to. And I was like, wait, where's all that? Where's all that stuff? Where's all that <laughs> stuff that the other rig had that I was tweeting on? And it was because the, the senior artists had like put on like extra deformers and extra things in their file. So they locally had a better version of the rig. Oh, my
0: God. It happened oh, all man. the time. <laughs> and I was like. Oh,
2: I guess that just doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I'll yeah, just I learned die. how to
2: how to do that on my own, and uh, sometimes the rig artists don't like that. So if you work on a production, maybe you should ask. But yeah, yeah,
0: best <laughs> to communicate. Uh, mm-hmm. Work with what you got. Uh, pray for the best. <laughs>
2: yeah, pray for the best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, I feel like I feel like that's part of the like the essential back and forth. That when you first like make a rig, it's like okay, cool, the rig's done. Give it to the animator, see if they can break it. Yeah. Like, and then, okay, then we got to adjust. Yeah,
2: It is. It's annoying because that's often not built into a production because they're like, oh, we just got to like, we just got to do it fast. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, well, if you put into the production, this stuff beforehand, you wouldn't run into a bunch of problems later on. It's like, you know, you're, you're paying it forward kind of thing. But a lot of productions don't do that.
0: Oh my god, for real!
2: So you got to kind of
1: work yeah. around
0: it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh man, every time we try to have this character squat, their knees just pop out. Like, can we fix this yeah. in the ring? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> you get it. <laughs>
1: oh man, that that that's the thing that does suck about animation. Sometimes, sometimes like with the production schedules, how insane they are, they don't always put in time. Yeah. To troubleshoot certain things you know yes
0: absolutely. it's just like
1: it's hard yeah it's because like the thing is not every especially depending on the design of the show not every rig is built the same
0: oh
3: yeah God,
1: for real <laughs> <laughs> not every rig is built the same and each rig is going to have its own unique issues it's not just a you rig it and then it's done like depending on the style of the show and like like whether it's comedy or action or like how detailed the characters are uh-huh. yeah a one rig is not a one-fits-all. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. That's why Peppa Pig was so easy, because she's simple compared <laughs> to Baby Shark with, like, 800 different types of articulation points for some reason.
2: <laughs> that is weird. Uh, that is weird. Yeah, she's so nice. So so nice, Peppa. And, like, the way she animates kind of, I could imagine, like, helps with that, too, because you don't have to do much. Yeah. Like, they don't ask a lot of her mm-hmm. yeah and the other thing too and i don't know how much this overlaps with 3d rigs but like in 2d i have met rig artists who work wildly different from each other so you'll get two rigs on the same production that they'll just like who made these like <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly two different people and one of them is organized and the other one looks like spaghetti oh my god um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man struggles i will never know yeah
2: <laughs> anyway
1: So to kind of move forward a bit and kind of talk about your kind of current experience right now, how has your current experience freelancing for Studio Yota differed from like your experience working like at Warner Brothers or late night cartoons?
0: You know, stacked paper, stacked pile of paper with like if that's stapled together. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Working for Yota in comparison feels like a pile of paper that has not been stapled. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of more loose
1: okay
3: it's
0: kind of more like it feels less rigid it feels less it feels more free you know
1: okay yeah okay so it's a, it's a positive analogy. it's a positive
0: oh my god yes <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's not a negative. but yeah it's, it feels more loose more free like
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's not like a network network executive breathing down my neck <laughs> mm-hmm. like it feels yeah it feels like that mm.
1: Nice. And then, what kind of what kind of stuff are you currently doing? If you're able to talk about, I was saying I know NDA stuff, but like, are you doing some fun projects? Are you enjoying like the process with them so far?
0: Yeah, I can't mention it, but it's fun. It's fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something I worked on before, and I'm excited. Yeah, it is a opening for a pilot. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. What basically happens is the lead project runner is like, okay, here are these scenes pick and choose which ones you guys want and we can just do that we like we pick the mm. scenes that we want that we feel more comfortable or have more fun doing and i like i like that because normally in other productions like you mentioned you're just given a scene or just um yeah just like here take it uh, do your best that's <laughs> mm.
1: uh, really cool yeah. i'm glad that like it's pretty open in the sense of like oh yeah what do you guys want to do exactly exactly have you have, have you ran into an issue where like two people want to do the same scene and like, how does that get resolved? Or has that not happened yet? It
0: hasn't happened to me yet. Most of the time what happens is I see a scene I like and it's taken already. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, got to settle then. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah.
0: Plus, it, it's good to try something new to challenge yourself a little bit. hmm so, like, you know, there's a benefit to that.
1: No, yeah. Uh, with Studio Yota, are you animating more? Or are you? I'm assuming it's animation, right? Animation. Or are yeah. you storyboarding as well? Animation. Okay, okay. In your career, you kind of done a bit of both. You know, you're animating, you're, you're revising, you're boarding. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of like being able to kind of shift between the two? Or is there eventually one that you kind of want to stick with? Or do you like being flexible?
0: I like being flexible. I think in a way where if I'm doing the same thing for too long, I lose my mind. I like the variety. I like the... A challenge, if you like to say it like that. But yeah, I like like the option. Mm -hmm. And it's good to have multiple hats. Because, you know, what if there's a position of one thing and you can do that thing? Mm -hmm. And there's another position of a different thing. And you could also do that thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to broaden your ability to your extent. Like, if you can animate, try boarding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can board, try rigging, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you done any rigging? Uh,
0: no, <laughs> no, I, I can animate rigs. I can't. I can't make rigs. I really can't figure it out. It's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole skill set on its own. You know, I I praise those who can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, know, you talked about rigging before in the, some of the previous work that you've done. But if I'm not mistaken, as well, you're also you're also a 2D animator. You can also traditionally animate, correct? Yes. And by traditionally, I mean like digitally yeah. and traditionally.
2: Yeah, yeah. But like... like frame by frame. Isn't that what <laughs> so, mostly like Studio Yoto does? Yeah. Yeah, frame by frame.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, because that's why I'm familiar with Studio Yada. It's like more that kind of style, more traditional. I guess my question would be: Do you have a different mindset when you're animating frame by frame versus animating with a rig?
0: Oh wow, uh, rig is definitely like less brain power. <laughs> like, yeah. not, not to say, not to say, like it's like oh, it's easy. Or I can just turn my brain off. Half the work is done for me already, but I don't have to draw. I don't have to mm-hmm. scale. I just have to. I, there's this little puppet. I just have to move its legs to a certain position and its arms and boom, less brain power for a frame by frame. You draw everything. You draw the arms. You draw the legs. You have to worry about arcs. You have to worry about scaling. You have to worry about um, timing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you have to worry about timing mm-hmm. in the other one too. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> is with the puppet, uh, half the work is done for you already by not having to draw.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But with frame by frame, it's a little extra brain power to have to use. hmm.
1: I'm kind of curious. Do you kind of plan your scenes differently when you start it on a frame by frame versus like when you animate with a rig? Or is your like um, the way you plan out your scene about the same?
0: It's actually about the same. Okay. Like you, you key it out. Mm. You key it out. Mm-hmm. And then you put in the in-betweens. Pretty much similar, like different methods, same madness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so something else I'm kind of really curious about. You mentioned briefly in the beginning about going to SVA, the School of Visual Arts. If you were to go back and redo your education at SVA, would you do anything differently?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First of all, uh, to my listeners who are starting off, sign up early, get get your classes in, you know, early before the deadline or else you're going to be stuck with remedial classes you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Second of all, animation's fun. Animation's dope. I love it. Uh, make friends. Reach out. Make friends. I can't stress that enough. Animation is a collaborative medium. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know, you're only human. Make friends. Don't be like Take that chance. Don't be shy. Uh, Work with your peers. Mm -hmm. Don't compete at all. Don't make enemies. Don't go out of your way to spite people. Do your best work. Make friends. Because down the road, your connections will... Bring you to a lot of great places, and I'm not saying make friends just for the just for the possibility. Like, oh, if I'm friends with this guy, they'll definitely pay me back forward. No, no, don't do that.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying don't be shy. Uh, take that chance and work with your peers. I really can't stress that enough. Mm.
1: Yeah this is a collaborative industry you're going to be working with very closely with a group of people and that should start when you're going to school if you're going to school to learn animation be collaborative work with people like if people enjoy working with you in school they're going to enjoy working with you out in the real world as well like the thing that you learn is that people like working with who they get along with and who they have fun with yes your skill does play a big role in it as well but like also if you're choosing between two people that can do the same work at the same level but one person you know you work well with and the other person you haven't met before you're gonna choose a person that you know you can work well with
0: exactly Mm -hmm. uh the problem i had at sva is they have you do a film each year Mm -hmm. but it's never encouraged like it's not not like they not allow it but you're expected to make your own film so people usually just sit Mm -hmm. with themselves to make their own film and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm just saying like if you ever go there and if you have to do that you you can reach out you can talk to other people and collab it's totally okay That was my only mistake. I feel.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've we've had a couple people from SVA that I think in their final year they did a collaborative thing, but it's always like a small group of people, like two to three.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very common. Mm -hmm. I
2: feel like it's it's hard because like our school kind of like struggled with that too, and I don't think there's any right answer. But like different years while we were there, they would change the like senior thesis. So like it used to be that every single person in the senior class worked on one film. And, uh, then they changed it because somebody went rogue and basically, uh, made their own film and everybody wanted to work on that one instead of the ones that the professor oh shows. My God. <laughs> um, so they kind of changed the format after that, uh, to be like, okay, uh, pitch to us your ideas and then we'll select like a few. And then you guys will like, uh, anybody who like whose idea didn't get picked basically go into those groups. And people still didn't really like that. So they tried to let like
1: more ideas through
2: everybody do whatever they wanted. And they got a bunch of individual projects and like that is fine too. But then there's also that risk of like, if you're doing an individual project, like it's all on you to do everything. And not everybody kind of like plans it out well. So I think you're right. Is that like encouraging, like the idea of like working in a, a collaborative or a group project is like, it's so rewarding in such a different way and like letting yourself like lose your pride over having like, I did this project all on my own. I think that's like super important, especially because the whole industry is collaborative, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you're going to be working with other people anyway. So if you're going to make a film every year, why not do it with other people at least once?
0: And even Mm -hmm. with that Mm rule of like everyone do their own film. I had a lot of kids in my class, not being able to finish Mm -hmm. at the end of my uh, like, um like junior year, I had so many uh, classmates who couldn't finish by the end mm-hmm. anyway. So, yeah. Uh, plus, it'll, it'll teach you to work with others. Something you'll have to do when you work in the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn to work with others because that's also a skill set in itself. Uh, kill your pride right now.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Ego, put it in the, leave it in the corner for now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think very much pride and ego, set that aside. You're you're there to learn, mm-hmm. you're there to make connections and like yeah, just I oh, don't know. I think I think that's a great piece of advice. Like try to work with others when you can. Cause my favorite memories and this also kind of sucks too, but my favorite memories was working late night in the art building with other with my friends. <laughs>
0: it's the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um fuck if someone said something really like I forgot how they ordered it but like suffering with company is a lot better than suffering alone or something like that. Like suffering <laughs> misery loves yeah. company. Misery loves company. There I agree, it is. There it is. I,
3: agree.
1: <laughs> I think that's very, very true. Kind of staying on the topic of your education at SVA, what was something that you did during your time there that you felt like you did well, that you would recommend other people to do the same? Like, Oh, I really liked the way I did this. And I feel like this was a good mentality for me.
0: Uh, Do what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, Like you're free to pick whatever subject, whatever thing you want to do for your film. But remember or find something that really, like, inspires you or something that really clicks with you and make that. Go with that. Go with your heart. Go with what you feel. Don't try to do something avant-garde, something grand, be impressive. You just need to stay small, like, like within your limits. Do something you're passionate about. Find out what and why something makes you feel the way they do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't be afraid to speak your mind in a way. Like, I know it's very easy to be like, eh, I'm shy. It's going to be so cringe, but not, do what your heart says. I truly, truly do like believe that that's the best thing I could have done. And I did.
2: Be cringe and free. Be cringe and, be cringe free. and free. Be cringe <laughs> and free.
1: Uh, no, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I very much agree. I think when you do the things that you enjoy and that you like, you'll attract other people who enjoy doing the same thing exactly Mm -hmm. like
0: do you like mecha anime do that (laughs) you know like just just do it i feel that
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: i can't speak for anyone else's experience but i definitely had that experience of like when i was younger uh even though i was into a lot of things i was like "Mm, i shouldn't do that because that's like that's like cringe or like we didn't call that (laughs) we didn't call it cringe (laughs) we didn't call it cringe when i was younger but you know you get that sense of like you're holding yourself back and i think it like kind of grows on you or at least it did for me it it really grew on me of like when i got older i just like wouldn't do stuff because i was like uh but like what will other people think or like i shouldn't be doing that because like everybody will hate it or they'll think i'm weird Mm -hmm. or something and it's like it like gets really internalized so i i do think like once you're in college and stuff just give yourself that excuse of like you're like a weird uh young adult who's figuring it out and like if somebody is like that's that's weird like really then you can be like
0: i didn't know <laughs> hey uh come honestly yeah <laughs> like you're only on this earth once mm-hmm. enjoy yourself
2: enjoy yourself do, do what you love yeah
0: why-, why are you here in the first place if you don't want to do what you love
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah for yeah. real oh also keep within your limits like don't don't feel like i'm going to make a like a little mini series a little pilot for my for my short film <laughs> like, keep it short god please keep it short keep, keep it something it that you're able to do within the time span that you're given I can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a mistake people even make when they have a big team. I think that's the thing that our professors mm-hmm. at San Jose State also try to stress to us because people come in with like these eight minute long film ideas. Like, no, cut it down to four. Yeah. Cut it, yeah. Cut it down to four. Absolutely. It's,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, I
1: think understand that you have a year to finish it and yeah <laughs> no yeah knowing your limitations and being conscious of your time because that's also how it is in in uh on a brick production you have mm-hmm. a deadline you have a budget yeah i get it done in the what the budget exactly. can allow yes sir. yeah absolutely and when you're in school the budget is the time mm-hmm. frame
0: mm-hmm. and learn to cut corners you don't every frame doesn't have to be like smoothly animated on 24 on twos mm-hmm. like you can you know like tween some stuff reuse drawings like yeah you can skimp out on some polish.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I kind of also want to ask is that you're currently situated on the East Coast. What advice would you give to those that want to break into animation who don't live or plan to live in Los Angeles?
0: Okay, personally, I never liked the idea of if you want to work in the industry, you have to go over there. I like having autumn. I like having a little bit of cold. Mm -hmm. So I figured, okay, I'll just stick it out here see what how that goes Mm -hmm. so I do I applied for studios here on the east coast in New York Mm. and I did that and then COVID hit so everyone was working from home Mm -hmm. I was on Twitter I saw a mutual posting like oh hey uh my my work is looking for some help and I'm like okay I'll try it out why not shoot your shot and it worked I was welcomed on gremlins to help out Mm -hmm. Honestly, oh, such a- <laughs> yeah. I loved working with you guys. Mm-hmm. Shoot your shot. If they're like since COVID hit, working remotely has become like a viable option now. I don't think that was much of an option before. Mm. So now people are more accepting of others working from home, even though we're across state. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my advice is when there's an opening, try applying. Just go for it. You know, <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, especially how crazy it is to live in L.A. right now. I feel like I very much open to the idea of working where you can afford to yeah, live. That's yeah, true.
2: that's yeah. true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because even for my situation right now, um, I was living in the L.A. area, but I moved up to Sacramento so I can save up for a house. Because mm-hmm. I was not going to be able to save up for a house if I continue living in L.A. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's pretty rough
1: everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> right now, right now yeah.
0: I, I, I feel it's a difficult time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the... I don't want to date this podcast. You
1: know, for sure. The landscape is definitely interesting right now in animation. I think definitely the pandemic did open up a lot of doors to remote work. We got to just see how the next five years plan out if studios still allow that or they want to buckle down and tell everybody like, No, we're we're going to be back in L.A. Like everybody needs to come back. But I think we definitely show that remote work is possible Mm -hmm. and yeah i think like just having the ability to work from where you can i think should continue being a thing if you want to be in studio cool do that i want to be in studio one day yeah i just want to be able to afford to live near the studios yeah i agree
0: um it's totally possible it's totally possible to work remotely to work in the industry and to live somewhere that's not california i did even though it was three hours apart i still made it work (laughs) it it still worked fine and Mm -hmm. i don't think that the location that you live should prevent you from going for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we also like to ask here is, how does your cultural background influence you and in the work that you do?
0: Oh man, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Uh, the thing is, I really never thought it had any effect on me personally, but then I see mm-hmm. shows <laughs> or movies that depict Hispanic families or Hispanic culture. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mm. he's like me for real.
2: (laughs) 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 Like the dudes on the couch jumping up and pointing.
0: Gary, that's me right there. Mm -hmm. So, like, when when you have immigrant parents and you go to American schools, that part of your life is basically kind of emulsified into American culture. You speak English. You Mm. are in American culture. Mm -hmm. where where at home it's different like Mm -hmm. you speak only a little bit of the language of your parents you know the food you know the culture Mm -hmm. but you also feel i also i feel like i don't really belong there either because i'm very americana as they would say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i would love that opportunity to make work that would reflect people like me who feel like they are too distant from their birth family culture and would and and to not feel guilty because they feel so distant because it's only natural mm-hmm. it's only natural that would happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to embrace where you came from to be proud of it too because seeing that in media it's like whoa I am seen
1: <laughs> yeah
0: this is cool mm-hmm. uh-huh. so that that influenced me and in like I want more people to feel that type of normality mm-hmm. you know yeah absolutely to be like yeah like you are not a freak you are just like me and like everyone else who's experienced this sort of life or this sort of background
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i really like the way that you put it where you're kind of saying how you don't really know how it influences you or if it or if it does but the second you see something in media that has representation in it you can connect with it yes i feel like that's honestly like really really powerful and just how much Yeah, real representation can really make a difference in the way you kind of perceive the world and perceive yourself and just knowing that other people recognize that you exist just makes you feel like that's awesome. Like, I love the fact that I can connect with this on a level unique to myself or unique to the experiences of myself and my family. Like, uh, one of the shows I really liked growing up was like static shock Uh. and static shock is a black character a black teen with superpowers but even as a kid me being brown the fact that there was a teen of color Mm -hmm. that was able to be a superhero even though i wasn't black i was still able to connect to that i was like that's really cool i can't wait to see a brown superhero but i was like because at the time it was like i love batman i love superman Batman beyond like but it was all the time it was a lot of just white uh superheroes so the fact that i saw a superhero of color like to me not even being black, yeah. that was still very powerful to me at a young age. And I really like that character because, like, mm-hmm. it's cool to see a character of color.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the sad because mm-hmm. the first time I've ever felt that as a kid, it was an episode of <laughs> Eddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eddie was posing as a new student in school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he was just, he had, he just had this stupid outfit on, and no one could recognize him. And people ask, oh, who are you? Where are you from? And Eddie's like, oh, uh, I'm from Ecuador. Like, oh my God, my dad is from Ecuador. That's epic. (laughs) (laughs) But now, I think Coco was the first film to be like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, this hits too close to home. (laughs) 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 Like, it's such a powerful feeling and you don't know until you experience it. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Yuki?
2: Oh, the first time? I would say, like, for me, my parents were really into, like, uh, international cinema. So, like, growing up, my mom bought a lot of, like, samurai films. Like, we used to watch a lot of Zatoichi, and I watched, like, uh, Ghibli films growing up. And I also watched, um, like, my dad would buy... Like, our whole family bought Kung Fu Hustle, like, multiple times for some reason. Like, I had multiple DVDs (laughs) of Kung Fu Hustle growing up. So I feel like I never... And also, like, Jackie Chan was, like, a big star at the time. So I never felt like I was lacking in, like, Asian representation or something, like, when I was growing up, at least. So I don't know if I had, like, that same experience of, like, oh, I see myself there. Because I feel like I always had that uh, in some form. But I did want to say, like, it's sort of like what you were talking about of, like, not really feeling like you were connected, but, like, trying to to, mm-hmm. like, connect back to it. I was just talking to my friend who uh, is a like first generation, like Polish immigrant. So like their dad is Polish and like immigrated here and they're white, of course. But like, it's really interesting to me, like how that can still like the experience is the same of like the dad never taught them like polish uh growing up and they felt really disconnected from that side of their culture even though they know where they came from yeah and i was thinking a lot about how like i know where my parents came from like they're japanese and chinese so i can trace those roots back but there are a lot of people that exist that just don't know they're like oh i i don't know like a lot of obviously a lot of african americans don't know that a lot of like white people are like i don't know somewhere in europe but they just like don't have any way to trace back actual like culture or heritage and like i think like being reminded of that and being able to like connect back to that has really been like uh, i don't know kind of yeah. eye-opening of like i should i should cherish this thing that i know about my history about my family's yeah. history and it's it's nice that i'm able to do yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah well thank you so much for joining us today casey yeah before we get into our final question where can our audience find you? And is there anything you want to promote? Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, I usually just have clown car for most of my <laughs> most of a uh, clown car with a K for my well K A L O first K like ah sorry I'm confusing um clown car with a K for Tumblr, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Admittedly, I don't. I use mostly Twitter. If you want to. See more mm-hmm. frequent uploads from me. I'm working like I'm working on a. I think it's called a sizzle reel. I have this personal project in mm-hmm. mind. I was thinking I could just make little little animated scenes that look like a show and put them together like a cute little like cute little fake trailer, quote unquote fake. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. someday that could become something more. I'm just like you know developing the idea right yeah, now. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude.
2: Yeah. that's really cool i like that animate your silly little guys
0: exactly exactly guys Mm -hmm. guys if you i get it you have the tools you have (laughs) you have the skill animate your own little guys you can do it (laughs) if i can do it you can do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) no one's gonna make your dream come true only you can
2: (laughs) yes Mm -hmm.
1: so actually one quick thing before we kind of dive into like our last question Because I feel like this is also a big component, especially in in today's space of working in animation. How have you used kind of social media to kind of help with your career in animation? Oh,
0: uh, just keep drawing and keep posting it. Keep drawing what you love or or animating and post that. People, you will find people who will love your work. And it's good to follow other artists and interact with other artists because... You can't get followers if you're by yourself doing in a hole, doing whatever. Uh, Reach out to people (laughs) like, you know, maybe draw fan art for others or draw fan art of things that you like and attract even more people. Just do what you love and the audience will come, I feel. And also like, Mm -hmm. just like how I said, make friends in school. Also make friends online, you know, reach out. Don't be a little hermit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be be nice. Be good. Be good to people. (laughs) Be good yeah. people. just be good um because the thing is the industry as competitive as it can be it's also not very large and you will be remembered if you're an asshole online
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so yeah. just just do your best to be a good person to others not because of something you'll get out of it but just because it's just a good thing to be you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah so as we come to a close what final advice do you have for those who want to pursue a career in animation?
0: College is not necessary. You can if you want, but it's very expensive. And the learning tools yeah, so that expensive. you need mm-hmm. are online for little to no money at all. So you're totally able to just learn all that you need to online. And the best thing to learn is just doing it yourself. If you want to learn how to animate, do it storyboard do it be good to others be good to yourself uh trans rights hell yeah um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. hell yeah do what you love don't let anything or anyone tell you that's cringe don't do that uh fuck them honestly find out find out why certain things make you feel a certain way like growing up i have no idea why flcl struck me in such a powerful way and you should find out, and I try to find out why, and it, that was a nice little adventure in itself.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: find out why you love something, or why something struck you so deeply, mm. uh and have fun, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Yeah, things are bad right now, but times change. Times change, mm. so it won't stay like this forever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. No,
2: that's that's beautiful, thank wonderful, wonderful <laughs> advice. Yeah. <laughs> If you audience enjoyed our interview with Casey today, please rate and follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Straight Ahead AP. Uh, you can also follow myself at Radio Silence on Instagram. And you can follow me at Cheodles on Instagram as well. If you have any suggestions for future guests, please contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. We love discovering new professionals and want to use this platform to boost these voices of the future. Special thanks to our editor, Edgar Ariano. And finally, a big thanks to our composer, Daniel Rodier.
1: Thanks again for listening. And thank you once again to our guest who has a bright future straight ahead. Until next week, have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone.
3: Bye -bye. Bye.